You're listening to The Knicks Recap. Your source for all New York Knicks-related content. another day and I get, get a chance to get better I get a chance to um, uh, get another one what's going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the Knicks recap your source for all New York Knicks related content I'm your host Troy and don't forget to hit that notification bell so you stay updated with all of our latest episodes we're still here we're still breathing We're still alive. The New York Knicks defeated the Miami Heat in game five of this second round Eastern Conference semifinals match between the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat. They beat the Heat 112 to 103. At one point in that game, they led nearly a 20-point or I think a 19-point lead commanding especially the way they came out in the third where Julius Randle woke up in the second half found his offensive game and was making the right reads making the right passes and he found his shot so that was something welcoming to see we needed it we were fighting for our playoff lives there was no other situation that happens if we lost that round if you lost that match We're going to Cancun. So we needed that W. Just like we need game six, that W tonight at 7.30 in Miami. We're going to need that one too. We're not going to rush to game seven right now. We're going to take it one game at a time. That's what we need to do in order to make it to the next step. But we don't want to rush to get there. Let's take it game by game and let's see what we can do and work out with this Miami team. But there is one person, there's one man that deserves a lot of this praise. Jalen Brunson has been extraordinary, phenomenal, essential, Crucial, critical to what the Knicks have done, not only this year, but what the Knicks have done in the playoffs. We're not even where we are now, if not for Jalen Brunson. Let's take a second to step back and remember what it was like before Jalen Brunson. Raymond Felton. Yeah, you remember those days? Twice, mind you. Alfred Payton. Remember that? Benched in the playoffs. I know you remember that. You know, Emmanuel Moutier. You know, we could go back to there. You know, Tony Douglas. Go back to there. Jeremy Lin. Go back to there. Charlie Ward. Go back to there. We could keep going. But it has not been a great situation for the Knicks at point guard. Until they signed Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson played all 48 minutes of game five against the Miami Heat. All 48. He didn't rest. Didn't take a break. 
and he gave you 48 minutes, 38 points. That's on 12 of 22 shooting. 12 of 22 shooting. How efficient is that to get you 38 points? That is some outlandish type of work to be done, right? He had nine rebounds and seven assists. Almost a triple-double. Carried the New York Knicks on his back and allowed us to be in the position that we found ourselves. Right now, down a game, 3-2 to the Miami Heat. We don't win game five without Jalen Brunson heroics. And it was the first time that a New York Knicks player, or players, I should say, because Quentin Grimes also played 48 minutes. Shout out to Grimes. We're going to get to his impact. But it was the last time two players in you know, the Knicks with Jalen Brunson and Quentin Grimes that they've done that since the Knicks of 1972 in the playoffs with Walt Frazier and Jerry Lucas doing it. 1972. And now this. That's the time in between that it took for it to happen once and for it to happen again. That tells you how critical, how crucial and how crazy it is to do that. It's not normal. It's not something you do. Sure, the playoffs is where you want to do it. But nobody does that. Not consistently. But that's what's happened with this Knicks team. And the thing about it is, it's the adjustments. You know why Quentin Grimes was in the game? Do you want to hear spoiler alert? Quentin Grimes was in the game because his defense was amazing back out for butler grimes trying to stick with him butler wow. Steal. Oh, cookies for quentin grimes we all understand that it's not only offense and defense that makes the game right it's when you put them both together and you play on both sides that's when you get basketball if you're thinking only on offense or only on defense you're cutting off half of the game you can't do that. Quitting Grimes on offense needs a little bit more work, but though he was hitting some shots and was making that quick hockey assist as well to pass to other players. So let's give him that. But his defense, especially on Jimmy Butler, especially in that fourth quarter when he was basically hobbled on his knee and still managed to steal the ball from Jimmy Butler, one of the crucial steals of the game when the Heat were making their run. Quentin Grimes did that. You know what that's called? Momentum stopping moves. Momentum stopping moves. That's what Grimes gave you. That's why he played all 48 minutes. Josh Hart was regulated to the bench because of his foul trouble. And not for nothing, but Quentin Grimes is playing a little bit better than him. So Thibs made the adjustment to bench Hart and keep Grimes, and it turned out to lead to a W. Now, that recipe may not always lead to success each time you use it, but it's about what the game is giving you and what adjustments you need to make for the game in order to win the game. So for that game, Grimes made more sense than Hart. So Grimes played, and we got the W. It shouldn't be the same game plan ran for game five and game six. Because each game is going to pose its own obstacles, its own challenges, its own issues. 
and there's going to be different opportunities for different people. It's up to the Knicks to figure out who has that opportunity and who is using it correctly. And when you identify that person, you feed that hand. So I think that's what the Knicks are going to have to do. Game six, Miami Heat versus the New York Knicks. Here's some things that you need to watch for if you're a New York Knicks fan. You're going to have to watch Bam Adebayo. Maybe not a dirty player, but certainly a reckless player. He's damn near injured every Nick that he's been up against. I mean, if it's a, it's a leg hit. It's a shove to the ground. It's a forced push. It's, it's something. It's something additional and extra. I'm not calling him dirty. Just call him a little bit reckless. So the Knicks are going to have to. And unfortunately, nobody on the Knicks checked this man. We're six games in, and not anybody has checked Bam enough to give him a hard foul, to tell him, you know, he wasn't good enough, to tell him that, you know, perhaps he's playing the game a little incorrectly and shove him in place to make him understand that this is how we play when you play against the Knicks. So I think there's some of that that needed to happen that didn't happen. Um, I don't know if it will, but I do know that the Knicks are going to have to contain Bam because Bam cannot be the one to kill you. He cannot. Now, I get it. Bam or Jimmy, you're going to choose Bam over Jimmy. You don't want Jimmy to drop it on you. You know what he can do. Limiting Jimmy makes a lot of sense. And you can see they are doing that. They are limiting Jimmy. I think Jimmy Butler had under 20 points in game five. I think that's the only time he's been held to under 20 points in a playoff game this um, this postseason. So the Knicks are doing what they need to do against Jimmy, which gives them the best chance, honestly. And that then puts it on Bam and the rest of them to figure it out. And to their credit, they have. Uh, Shrews, Max Shrews, um, Gabe Vincent, um, Duncan Robinson. When they've been in the game and they've been open, they've made their shot. They made their shot. And you can't hate on that. I I, I can hate on it. You know, I, I'd like to. But they're making their open shots. And that's really what it is for the, the Heat. They have to keep passing that ball and hope and pray that they can make the three and drop that hammer. Now, that's what they're going to hope to do. And obviously, coaching adjustments are going to be part of that. For the Knicks to win, they're going to need to stop at a bio, of course. They're going to have to man up on D for each and every player. So that way, there's no space in between the shooter and the defender, or at least not that much space. So that way, you're up on them. You make shots difficult. You're going to have to do that if you're playing against this Heat team. They pass the ball extraordinarily well. They always look for the open man. You're going to have to be aware of that. You're going to have to make it uncomfortable for them. And you're going to have to win, dare I say, dominate the rebounding game in order to win this game. The Knicks are not a great shooting team. We've not been a great shooting team all year. There's a reason that we were so high in, in offensive rating for the regular season. And that's because of our second chance opportunities. We haven't had that many against the Heat because despite what their record would say, they're a pretty good rebounding team, especially their stars. Bam gets really good key rebounds, and Jimmy Butler seems to always find the ball when he needs the ball. It's it's pretty amazing. But if Mitch, Randall, to an extent, you know, RJ, to an extent, Josh Hart, can all get their rebounding game together and focus on that end, we might be able to eke out a victory and move it back to MSG for a critical game seven. But that's a far away type of thing to talk about right now. I'm not going to skip over game six. 
move and work on what you have ahead. Game six is in front of us. Miami Heat is in front of us. I'm I'm looking at the rest of the NBA, but to be honest, I don't care. I don't care about Boston and the Sixers. Okay? I don't care about the Warriors and Lakers. I don't care that Denver beat the Suns and now they're going to the Western Conference Finals. I don't care. It's great basketball. I like to watch it. Good for those teams. It does not affect what the Knicks have to do today. The Knicks need to close out game six with a W. They have to. Their season is on the line. Everything matters. Everything counts. You have to bring it and leave everything you have on that floor in order to give yourself the best shot to win. I don't know what the Heat are going to do in terms of what they do with the minutes. Maybe they play Jimmy all 48 because of what we did with Brunson. I don't know. What I do know is expect zone and coaching adjustments early and fast from Spolstra because that is exactly what you're going to see and wait for Thibs to counter and respond on those adjustments. You're going to see a lot of back and forth coaching adjustments, I think, in this game six. And if I can say so myself, I think more importantly, you're going to see a different level of play from certain players. One of those players being Julius Randle. It seems to me that Julius Randle needs to get yelled at, punched in the face, or hit in order to play better basketball. I wish that wasn't the case, but Randall maybe needs to get hit again. Or maybe that hit woke him up and he understands he's in the playoffs and he has to be his best self and play his best game. He did that for game five. I'm looking for a repeat performance, if not a better performance, in game six. Best believe we need Randall to be on if we're going to win game six. It cannot just be Jalen Brunson. Love JB. One of the greatest Knicks to play the game already. And he has not even finished his first season. Do we understand what we're talking about here? Julius Randle has been with the Knicks four plus years now, right? Going that way. Jalen Brunson has been with the Knicks less than a year. And look at what he's done with this Knicks team. Look at where he is in terms of some of the greatest uh, Knicks to ever play the game. You want to know why I say that? Career box plus minus. Jalen Brunson is already number two for Knicks in Knicks history. He is at number two. And this is his first season. So it's his first season. And he's already number two among all Knicks in all Knicks history. For career box plus minus. This man is a winner. Stolen free agent. One of the best underrated at the time. Free agent signings. Not only in Knicks history. In NBA history. You don't see this often. You don't. It's amazing to see the jump Jalen Brunson has done running his team for the first time. And I think the best thing that we can say is he has another level 
And when he gains even more chemistry with his team, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Because I think we're not even seeing Jalen's prime play yet. He's just hitting the surface on the type of player he's going to be. If he, there is another level, and I think there is, and he achieves that, watch out NBA. Because Jalen Brunson is going to make even more noise. And you can try to snub him all you want from all NBA. You can snub him all you want from being an all-star. But you can't snub away this impact. You can't smear away what he's done for the Knicks in his first season as a Nick. Maybe you want to wash it away and hide it away. None of us do. He's not an all-star to you? Cool. He's an all-star to New York. He's not all NBA to you? Cool. He's all NBA to New York. Look at his play. Look at his impact. Look at what he's done. And then come back and check me. And tell me that he's not all NBA. But that's another story for another day. I want to give a shout out to my guy, RJ Barrett. Probably one of the unsung heroes because of what's happening with Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, and rightfully so, has been, you know, the talk of the town for everything that he's done and the impact that he's had. But I would say, arguably, right up there with him has been RJ Barrett. Playoff Barrett, playoff Barrett has been the best version of RJ I've seen this entire year. This entire season, what he's doing in the playoffs is what I wanted him to do all year during the regular season and then elevate it in the playoffs. Now, he, he elevated his game in the playoffs, so and he's playing like this when it matters and it counts, so I can't be too upset about much with his game. I can look at the regular season, but it doesn't matter anymore. We're in the postseason. What you do now matters. What R.J. Barrett is doing is making an impact in all the areas he needs to. Scoring, rebounding, defending, passing. He's doing a little bit of everything exactly when we need it. Playing to his strengths. He's driving the ball. He is shooting, but he's shooting when he's so wide open that you cannot get mad at the shot regardless if it goes in or not. Because it just makes sense from a basketball standpoint. You'd want him to take that shot. Uh, Why? Because he's open. That's when you take shots. So shout out to my guy, RJ Barrett, for pulling it through, doing what he needed to do, and getting the victory. Because at the end of the day, the W is all that matters. And when you contribute and you help to it, that's impact. He's had an impact. He's been a very, very good playoff performer this season. One of the better playoff performers this postseason that I could even talk about. That's honest and true. Especially if you're looking at just pure, you know, true shooting percentage. You know, he's up there with the likes of, you know, LeBron James in terms of true shooting. You know, and... We know how good of a performer LeBron James is in the playoffs, regardless of what team he's on and how old he is. So if you're up there with that type of, you know, talent, that says something about you too. So shout out to RJ Barrett for stepping up when it matters, when it counts, and getting us the W because, ladies and gentlemen, we needed the W. 
So we live to fight another day on the backs of Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, our bench, our coach, and of course, the fans. All the noise, all the excitement, all the passion. I feel it. Everyone feels it. The players feel it. We got to keep that up. We got to keep it consistent. I don't care if anybody else believes. I don't care if any other pundit guesses this or predicts that or says this. Who cares? I believe. I know a lot of you believe too. I would say almost every Nick fan believes. New York, we believe. Knicks, get the job done. Game six, Knicks versus Heat tonight at 7.30. Knicks are fighting for their lives. All the chips are on the table every game for the Knicks. Tonight should be a great game. I'll be watching. I can't wait to see what happens with this game. Don't forget, guys, you can catch me on Twitter after each and every game on the post games. We run them on Twitter spaces. If you're following me at the Knicks Recap on all social media, you'll be alerted and notified of that if you have my notifications on. And that way you can see when I'm starting my space or when a space is starting that I'm part of. You can jump in there and talk Knicks with me and all my other compatriots that we have in that particular space. Also, I do a uh, Knicks show every morning on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's called Nick O'Teen. I would think that's very properly noted, given the fact that a lot of people who watch the Knicks over and over and over again are pretty addicted to them. So it's a beautiful uh, taste of nicotine in the morning if you're into that. Uh, it's a live show that we do on Twitter Spaces. You can follow along live or you can listen to the playback that usually comes out the same day or the day after. Um, and that's going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your pods. So if you're not already doing that or following me on that level, please go ahead and do so and join in those conversations. I want to hear from you guys. At the end of the day, you're the audience. And some of the things you talk about with me there, I might bring up on the show. And listen, guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us. Until next time, New York, peace, and let's go Knicks. Listen to new episodes of The Knicks Recap, streaming every Friday.